Hey guys, I uh, just want to say thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode of the Kyle Lang Real Estate Show. I um, really enjoyed getting this podcast kind of put together and shared uh, share with everyone. Hope you guys are finding some good uh, some good use out of it, and maybe you're learning some new things um, on this weekly basis as I'm uh, releasing this stuff. And uh, maybe too, you get a little bit of a uh, idea into uh, you know what the life of a real estate agent is like and kind of what goes into a transaction when you're on the uh, buying or selling side. Hopefully I'm sharing uh, sharing both sides of those uh, evenly. So uh, just wanted to catch you guys up on uh, this last week for me. Um, first, want to lead it off with a congratulations for uh, Josh and Whitney. They closed on an awesome uh, ranch over in Westland, right on like the Westland Garden City border. Um Really cute spot, three bedrooms, uh, one and a half bath uh, with a full kitchen, counter space galore. It was crazy. And uh, finished basement as well. That's there. That was a pretty big thing for Josh. He wanted to have a nice nice man cave, so I'm glad we were able to find that for him. Uh, really nice detached garage, freshly poured driveway, which is a big favorite of mine. Whenever I go look at a house, I always get super excited when I see a house with a new driveway just because it's one of those things that it's like you don't realize how expensive it is. And you don't realize how much you're going to appreciate having a brand new driveway as you uh, as you get moved in. And then uh, backyard was really nice with so a whole patio, uh, brick paper patio, really cool um, barbecue area as well. And uh, oversized detached two car garage was definitely a nice plus for them. Um, I, you know they were really happy with it. I know uh, earlier on we'd actually written an offer on another house that was probably one of the nicer. You know like. 1100 square foot ranches that's going to sell in the city of westland this year um we wrote what i thought was a really really strong offer on that and uh ended up not getting accepted um last one i guess the other offers turned to be a little bit higher um but uh we, we missed out on that one they were they were pretty bummed and i get it you know and it's it's tough too as you're a home buyer you, you might get emotionally attached to some of these places um and uh, that was that was a really tough one for them. But, you know, we got back out there, started looking, and we found them a place that, um, you know, I think, you know, it's almost as nice. Bedrooms aren't quite as big as the other one, but it does have a nice finished basement. Um, and it was, you know, $13,000 cheaper. We were able to get them some closing costs covered as well. So uh, I was really excited for them um, and in finding this house. So congrats to those guys. Um, I also, I had another, uh, another client, first client get a virtual, um, virtual tour offer accepted. Um, that's how people are looking at houses right now during quarantine because us agents aren't able to go out and physically show houses. So we're getting, um, you know, it's the homeowner will record a video, um, walking through the house or condo and uh we'll, we're able to look at the house that way um kind of check out some of the features and stuff and then buyers can go into the house uh with the uh with the inspector as long as the inspector's cool with it which the inspector that i typically work with um he hasn't had any issues with uh, allowing uh clients to go in and, and walk through the house with them so um congrats to those guys really nice little ranch in uh in garden city and then uh, i just listed yesterday a really nice condo in canton uh, it's a lower unit ranch two bedrooms, two full bathrooms. Uh, it's got a true master suite, um, nice walk-in closet, really nice kitchen, dining area that overlooks the uh, the living room. Um, and it's even got a little patio space as well with a sliding door wall. So uh, that one, I don't think it'll last long. If this was a regular market right now and people were able to go out and look at houses, I would say it would have probably sold in a day. Um, but uh, 
you know, things are a little different. We got to share these virtual tours. Have had a few agents reach out requesting that a copy of that virtual tour. So uh, I'm excited to, uh, excited for that one. And then we do have, you know, we, we had a few more houses that are going to hit the market here uh, once the governor allows us to go back to work. Um, you know, I'm very optimistic that it's going to be at the, the later part of next week. Um, so let's let's hope for that and just try to try to stay positive uh, through through this. So um, today, my kind of my big topic was going to be how to conduct a showing in the buying process. Um, this is one of those things that I always find pretty funny. Um, you know, so how the process will work, and you guys have heard me talk about this before. We will someone reach out to me. Hey, Kyle, I, I want to buy a house. Awesome. Let's start with your pre-approval. Um, and once we get your pre-approval uh, all set, then we can get out there and start looking at places. So do that. Get them pre-approved. Sometimes they come to me pre-approved. Other times I'll get them in contact with my lender and we'll go out and start, uh, you know, start looking at houses. And I always love like the kind of awkwardness that very first house that we look at, if they're first time home buyers, we'll walk in the front door. Excuse me. We'll walk in the front door and they kind of stand there like, what? What do I do? Um, and, you know, I would say, you know, feel free, walk around, check it out. This isn't like you see on television a lot where, you know, the agent's going to walk around and point, here's the bedroom, here's the bathroom, you know, in this closet, here's your linen closet, that kind of thing. Because for the most part, I've never been inside any of these houses before. Um, so when I'm walking through with a, with a buyer, it's my first time through as well. Um, so I can look at the pictures online just like you guys can, but you still don't have an exact idea as to to the layout and I can't tell you the amount of times where I'll walk into a house and I'll say oh I thought this was over here or this was going to be on this side of the house so um, that's that's pretty common that happens um, so we'll always walk in kind of walk through the house check them out this market the last you know four years since I've been in the business has been extremely competitive and so there'll be a lot of times where especially with the first time home buyer they'll say you know I, I like it but I want my dad to come by or my parents to come by and and check the house out, which I totally get, totally understand. You know, you're nervous. This is the biggest financial commitment you'll probably ever make in your life until you buy your next bigger house. Um, but, uh, you know, they'll, they'll say, yeah, you know, I, I would like to have my, my parents come by and check, take a peek. Never a problem. If your parents want to come with you on the actual showing the first time, that's always great too. If they can't make it though, and let's say we're looking at a house on a Tuesday and they say, yeah, I want my dad to look at it on Friday. That's probably not going to happen, just being honest, because the house is probably going to be off the market by then. But what I always tell people is once you get your offer accepted, we're going to have, you know, a three to five day window to come back and do our inspection. Tell your dad to come come with you then. And always tell your dad, oh, excuse me, I got the yawns right now. Um, tell your dad as well, you know, maybe come for the last 30 minutes. That way he can check out the house, do the walkthrough with the inspector, whether that's an inspector that you choose personally or... Um, you know, you're uh, an inspector that maybe you, you ask a referral f um, from me for. Um, that way they can come get a feel for it and they can see what's going on with the house as well. You know, if there's any repairs you might want to make. If it's, you know, if the house is falling apart and you, you need to run away from it. I will say more times than not, um, that's that's not the case. I've never walked into a house that was bleeding. But, you know, there's some things that are that are more work than others. And another thing I really like to tell people is, you could go through, first off, it's the inspector's job to find an issue with the house. If inspectors walk through the houses and said, yeah, oh, this house is great, you'd say, what the hell did I just pay this guy 400 bucks for? So it's their job to find things, and there's a lot of things that aren't major. I'll tell you right now, every house you go to, the inspector's going to tell you, it could use caulking maintenance around the outside, around the windows. Um, 
they'll tell you there's probably some sort, if it's a brick house, there's some sort of mortar or even siding, there's something wrong with the siding somewhere. Um, and my favorite is grading issues. There's gonna be grading issues on every house you go to. So me as an agent, when an, when an inspector says that, those things go in one ear and right out the other because they're gonna say that about every single house. They gotta cover their ass. And that's what a lot of people are doing is just trying to cover their ass through the process. So take those things with a grain of salt. Um, but listen to other things. You know what? I'll be honest. There's been some times where I've told people, hey, we should not buy this house. Like this is not going to be the house for you. But if there's things going wrong with it that you think you can you can handle or you're not too worried about, move forward. Buy the house, especially if it's in the area you want to be. I got a buyer right now I'm working with. He could care less about the house. He, he wants the neighborhood and he's got a price point that he's got to stay within because that's the max he can get pre-approved for. Aside from that, he's ready to rock and roll. As long as the house isn't falling apart, literally the basement was leaking a little bit. He's like, that's, you know, that's a small leak. I'm sure we can get it fixed. And we did, we were able to get the seller to fix it and he's moving forward and he's, he's buying the house. So don't let that be an end all, um, end all be all for you, um, is, you know, the, the inspection and let them scare you, scare you away from, uh, from the house. I had one incident where somebody was scared away from my house because the, the inspector said there's only five to seven years left on the roof. It's like five to seven years. You could literally set aside probably 50 bucks a month for the next five years and you'd have enough to cover almost the entire, you know, roof. It was a smaller house or, you know, do, do a hundred bucks a month, do whatever you need to do. It's, that's not going to be the end of the world. And there's so many times too, there's so much shit. When I bought my house, I got a, an older house that's built in 62 that the inspector told me to deal with. I haven't touched. I haven't had any problems with. Again, it's their job to find issues with, with the home. Not to scare you, but just so you know kind of what's going on. But a lot of stuff is not is not gonna be major a major thing. So those are the kind of the big things I got for the for the home buying process. And always do ask me any questions that you that you have. Like I have I'm sure there's questions that I haven't heard before, but a lot of the questions that you have are other questions that I get on a fairly regular, normal basis. So don't, uh, you know, don't stress out about too much about the inspection. Um, you know, get mom and dad's, you know, approval on the house because um, they just want you to be put in the best position possible. Also, I'm going to want to have to see you be, you know, be house poor. Um, like, wasn't that a, a Tom Hanks movie back in like the 80s? Um, they bought a house and just have, kept having to sink, you know, dollar after dollar into the thing. So uh, that's what I got for you guys in terms of how to conduct a, uh, a showing and, uh, and the home buying process for this week is my topic. Um, my quote of the week, uh, this is another week where I don't know who came up with the quote. I wish I could take credit for it, but I'm not gonna do that. Um, being miserable is a habit. Being happy is a habit. The choice is ours. I firmly believe in that. If you have a positive mindset, you're gonna look at so many things differently than if you are a glass half empty kind of person. You know, when something doesn't go according to plan and you're a miserable person, it's going to ruin your day. It's, it's going to really, you know, it's going to mess up your day entirely. If you're a happy, positive, confident person as you're going through the day, yeah, you know, that, that sucks. I had to deal with that, but I'm going to get through it. Worst things could happen to me. So I do really believe that being miserable and being happy are a choice. And I always choose the positive aspect of it. It's just how I'm wired. Um, I try to rub that off on, on anybody I come across as well. Just want to make sure that you're, uh, you know, that you're getting from me. I have a positive energy. I'm going to take care of you. Um, and I want what's, what's best for you. And let's look at this, um, in the, in the best light possible. So, um, another 
you know, saying like misery loves company and I hate when someone's miserable around me and they're trying to rub it off on me, you know, like don't, don't, don't do that. Let's, let's be positive. Let's work through this and let's get through it. And, uh, we're all going to be better for it on, uh, on the other end. Um, I will say through the first few weeks, um, the few people that have listened to the show, um, have told me that they really enjoyed my WTF real estate moments. Um, and this week is one of my favorites from, uh, from early on in my real estate career. Let me get a quick drink here. Um, this happened for some really close friends of ours, actually. We're still really good friends with them to this day. I've helped them move like three times, and I've only been in business for four years. So, um, you know, that, that tells you how uh, loyal of, uh, of clients they are, and I'm happy that I'm able to take care of them each time uh, their itch to move comes up. Um, but anyway, this was late summer, early fall of 2016. So I was just brand new to the business. I started in April of 2016. And this was my first big one, um, $330,000 purchase. So that's, you know, um, a pretty decent size, decent size house. Um, there's some good friends of mine. Um, house hits the market. I'm like, we'll call it like a Wednesday or a Thursday. We go in that day, multiple offers, end up getting the offer accepted. We wrote like a little bit over asking price, guaranteed the appraisal, um, did all those, you know, those things that you, that you need to do in a competitive market. Um, once the offer is accepted, um, we uh, go through, we do the inspection. The inspection went great, no no issues. It was a newer built house. This was 2016. I want to say the house was probably built 2013, 2012. Um, the sellers had gotten transferred, um, their job transferred them, so they were moving out of state. So uh, we go through, um, do the inspection, checks out good with the inspection, we're, we're all set. The... Uh, the, so then next comes the appraisal. So we go to order the appraisal. A um, couple days go by and I get a phone call from the loan officer. Now, mind you, my buyer, buyers, the wife works for a mortgage company. So they were using a you know loan officer that works there. So I didn't know him all that well. I was still new in the business anyway, so I didn't know anybody that well. Um, he called me and said, hey, the um, appraiser reached out and the listing agent isn't letting them in the house. And me being new, I'd never heard of anything like this before. I didn't know if this was normal or not so i reached out to the listing agent and uh you know say hey you know how are you spoke with uh spoke with the loan officer and i guess uh the appraiser's been trying to get into the house but uh his requests keep getting denied and this house was vacant mind you so like there was no reason like it was like an inconvenient time for anybody this listing agent starts jumping down my throat yep and kyle i don't want to hear anything from you about this i am not letting this appraiser in my in this house I've got a, a a blacklist, and he's one of three appraisers on there. He he appraised the house twenty thousand dollars below its market value for us a couple of years ago. Completely screwed my sellers, and I'm not letting him in this house again. There's in any of my listings ever again. There's there's no way. So I reach out to the loan officer. I tell him, listen, she wants us to use a different appraiser. She had a bad experience with this guy previously. I mean, we've all had bad experiences with, with appraisers, but I would never blackball anybody. You know what I mean? Like they're just doing the job to the best of their ability as well, or what they seem see as the best of their ability. Well, the loan officer didn't like that. And he said, no, we can't, we can't change appraisers just because they don't, they don't want us to. And me being new, I didn't know one way or the other. Reach out to my broker. She's like, yeah, you can, you can change appraisers. Well, it turns out the loan officer was just, you know, irritated that the sell listing agent was trying to dictate things. Listing agent was obviously irritated because this appraiser that they had a bad experience with before was trying to get into the house. It was just 
you know, two, two bullheaded people, you know, running into each other. Finally, it took my buyer going to her loan officer and saying, listen, I don't care who appraises this freaking house. I just want the house to be appraised. That's all I care about. So he ended up backing off. They get a new appraiser. Deal closes. Everything's good. I'm not exaggerating when I say at this closing, the, the agent knew I was newer just because by my agent ID number. She said, you know, Kyle, it was nice working with you. I'm glad we were able to get this deal closed. I want to wish you best of luck in this business. And, you know, you know not, not, agent, not every agent is as easy to work with as I am. Now, mind you guys, I've got maybe three or four agents on my list of people that I hope to God I never have to see ever again. And this lady's on there. And I'm thinking to myself, if this is as easy as it gets in this business, I said, and if each agent I deal with is going to be worse or as terrible as her to deal with, uh, this is not the industry for me because she was just such a pain in the ass. For the most part, most agents, we work really well together. Um, you know, keep open lines of communication, keep everyone in the loop. Everyone represents their clients to the best of their ability. But every once in a while, you'll come across somebody who just, who loves to create that friction and they feel like they're not doing their job if they're not creating that unnecessary friction between uh, between both sides of the transaction. So uh, that's my uh, WTF real estate moment for this week. Um, still haven't had to deal with her since then, thank God, and I hope I hope I don't have to. So uh, that's really all I've got for you guys this week. Um, hope you guys continue to check it out and listen, and uh, you're finding some good good value from it. Um, two guys, if you want to ever comment on my stuff and ask, you know, talk about questions you might want to hear me uh, answer during uh, during the podcast, I'd be happy to do that as well. Always looking for cool topics and things to share. So. Um, until next week, guys, hope everyone stays safe, um, stay healthy. Uh, hopefully this uh, stay-at-home orders ending soon and we can all slowly and safely get going back to work. Um, so we will uh, we'll talk with you guys next week and uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed the last couple weeks of April here. Uh, thanks so much, guys, and we'll talk with you later.